Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back here on Sports Talk, Bobby, Mike, and Christian. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines are open. Wilson Alexander covering LSU for the Advocate. Times Picayune. LSU and Ole Miss Saturday. Wilson, first off, what happened to Jaden Daniels? I mean, if there was one game that if the Heisman were based off of one game, he won a Heisman in that game against that win against Florida. What happened? Well, everything that LSU was trying to get out of him finally just sort of clicked. Uh, he was throwing down field. The timing with his receivers was just infinitely better than it had been. He was making great decisions. He was getting the ball out of his hands quickly when they had plays that needed him to do so. Uh, he looked so much more confident. Um, and, and, you know, he was still running, but only in a way that really complemented what they were doing in the passing game. It wasn't just the only way they were able to kind of consistently move the football. He was just much more locked in with his receivers. It seems like... Yeah, there was some improvement to a degree, even though maybe the box score didn't necessarily show it against Tennessee. He was a little bit more aggressive, but he was just even more so, you know, in this game. Wilson, one of the things, and, and I think uh, we'll see it Sunday, Saturday, and I do think LSU wins this game, to be honest with you, but Ole Miss is going to give them a fistful of the running game. I think they've seen tape of the last two weeks. Tennessee, great success running the football. You look at Florida, and Richardson, man, listen – He's a, I told this to Bobby. When I went to Manning, he was the most physically gifted quarterback there. When you look at his size, his strength, his foot speed, his arm talent, now he's erratic as hell. I mean, you don't know which one you're going to catch. And that goes from series to series. But their ability, Florida ran the football well against LSU. Poor tackling we saw in here. Man, it don't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. Um, Lane Kiffin. Against Auburn, three running backs over 100 yards. They, LSU's got to be able to at least slow down that running game and say, you know what? If Jackson Dart's going to be the dude to beat me, let him do it. But I'm not letting you pound me 45 times rushing the football. But I think they're going to test LSU's front seven rushing the football. Well, yeah, you got to make him pass. You got to uh, yeah, make yeah. that dude pass. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. He, there's only been one game necessarily where they've gone off. It was when Jonathan Mingo had over 200 yards uh, receiving. Yeah, that's it. Otherwise, it's definitely been a run-heavy football team, like you mentioned. And LSU, as you also said, has struggled to stop the run the last two weeks. It really comes down to the big plays. That's what Brian Kelly said. Yep. LSU is actually, whether you take out the 39-yard touchdown and the 81-yard Anthony Richardson run, and Florida rushed for under four yards a carry. But, obviously, you can't just eliminate and pretend <laughs> yeah. that those plays didn't happen because they did. And so LSU's got to be able to get rid of the big plays, the chunk plays. They were in, they, Auburn was able to do it through the air, and then Tennessee had a nice mix, and then Florida was able to do it on the ground. And so a lot of it comes down to tackling. Well, you know, uh, Wilson, you talk about quarterback play, and Mike evaluates this going into the NFL. I mean, to me right now, Jane Daniels looks more like an NFL prospect than Anthony Richardson. I watched Richardson against Kentucky, saw him against LSU. I think he's an NFL player. It might not be a quarterback. Uh, I think he is that gifted. He's too erratic as a passer. But uh, but talk about being erratic. Is it going to just be like this the whole season, or maybe it's going to get better, or it's going to get hopefully it'll get worse? But I'm looking at LSU returners have now fumbled five kicks in seven games, <laughs> even though only two have been recovered by the opponent. Man. I mean, it, it, that can't continue. I mean, just like, okay, I don't care if we don't have a return. Just have somebody back there who does not fumble. And, and don't give up the big return, too. <laughs> yeah. That's the other yeah. part of it. Yeah, the it, coverage unit. Wilson, it's almost like every week, you know, you're running out of fingers. Okay, yeah. I, I got I got a leak here. Okay, I'm putting that finger in there. I got a leak here. I'll put a finger in there. Man, you're running out of fingers now because it seems to be every week there's sort of a new adventure on special teams. Gives us a lot for you to write about and for us to talk about. But, man, special teams has really been a disaster for LSU. And I give Ramos credit. Man, and he hit. That was a big field goal. That was a nice uh, kick. Uh, for him to kick it and for him to come through. Now, I wasn't exactly sure he could do it, but that was a big kick. But, man, special teams. You talk about a Ouija board shot every time they hit the field. I turned to our columnist, Scott Rabley, during the game after one of the uh, – probably after the Jack Besh uh, fumble because that was the second one. And I said, it's like a horror movie where you're putting your hands <laughs> over your eyes and you're cupping your ears and you're maybe peeking when you think it's okay to start watching again. It's, uh, that, it's just, like you said, every, something new every week. That's what's so peculiar about it. It's not like one singular issue that uh, you know try to address. It's like they patch up something and something else first. And like you said, though, you got to get props to Damian Ramos because I was like, he hadn't even attempted a field goal over 40 yards in a game this season. And then he comes in and is able to ice it from yep. 47. That was, that was a big kick. That and was that's a, a good big special kick. teams moment. Well, uh, it, it looked like he'd been there, done that, that before. Yeah. Points, and that's been the problem. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, Wilson, the, the one thing I'm encouraged by, because um, you want that continuity on the offensive line. And I think, you know, uh, you got to experiment uh, to see you get the right formula. Uh, but the one guy that has been consistent, I want you to comment on him, uh, right guard, uh, looking at Miles Fraser. Uh, he started at left guard uh, against Florida State, Auburn and Florida, now at right guard, Mississippi State, New Mexico, and Tennessee. So uh, but where do you think we're at with the offensive line? Now, Will Campbell coming back, obviously, you know, what happened before the Tennessee game. That was a freakish type uh, dehydration uh, moment. Uh, but uh, I-, I think right now I'm feeling – uh, more comfortable maybe with the offensive line that it could grow in the back end of the season and something to look forward to in the future. Wilson, I'll say this about Will Campbell. What he did against Florida, that's as good a performance as I've seen a left tackle do in college football. I'm talking about an 18-year-old kid uh, playing that well. He's going up against a man. 
I mean, for Florida. And he did a phenomenal job in that game. He did, especially when you think about the context, like Bobby mentioned, of, of collapsing the night before they played Tennessee and being hospitalized for uh, into Monday. He, he wasn't released until Monday, and he comes out and he plays against Florida. Uh, he, you know, he got beat on the first play, but he ended up playing really well. Got SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week. Yeah. Uh, and, and just to do that as soon as he was, you know, getting out of the hospital is really kind of amazing. But also, like I was mentioned in there, or excuse me, like Bobby was saying, yeah, there is some kind of promising pieces maybe to look at in the future on this offensive line because Miles Frazier, he's a redshirt sophomore, and he's been able to hold his own to a degree, certainly, uh, at right guard and being moved around a couple of different places. Henry Jones is your right tackle. That's a true freshman. Will Campbell, left tackle, true freshman. And then Garrett Dellinger is just a sophomore. And right. he's out right now. Those are four players who, I mean, even, who, who, you know, underclassmen who they could probably build around into the future. And they continue to make strides and play well down the back half of the season. you got to like where you're heading into 2023 up with the offensive line. Wilson, uh, Josh had a great game against Florida, really played well. And, man, you know, you pull for that guy. Okay, he's not the biggest, fastest, strongest dude around. But every time he hits the field, the one thing I know you getting everything he's got but do you think against Ole Miss we're going to see a lot more of John Emery? John didn't play a lot uh, against uh, Florida. That we're going to see more of Emery in the lineup? No, I don't think it's going to be that different. They really trust Josh Williams. Okay. He's, like you said, a, a former walk-on. He's five seven. You know, he doesn't <laughs> yeah. do one thing like particularly better than anything else. But he's just sort of all like a well-rounded back. Uh, you know, he's able to hit the hole, get north and south really quick. He's fairly elusive at times, and he's good in pass protection. And so they trust him back there. And, and Emory is a good complement to all that because of how explosive he can be. Um, but it would be surprising if all of a sudden they just went to one feature back because Brian Kelly's been saying for a while now, we're going to have rotation. We don't have one single guy. And so Josh Williams is going to continue to get his touches. John Emory will continue to get touches. And once Armani Goodwin's back in the fold, which could be as soon as this week, yeah. then he'll be uh, in that rotation as well. I like now, what I see, that the fact that they're getting the tight ends involved more and more. We saw it with Cole. Uh, we've seen it with Mason. That, man, that's been a part of Brian Kelly's DNA, that tight end spot. Yeah, and at the beginning of the season, it was a little bit of a concern that you know Mason Taylor was getting more targets than like Kayshawn and Jure and Brian Thomas and – it was sort of a, a product of uh, the fact that they didn't have a, a downfield passing game. The last two games, you know, it's been Kayshawn and Malik Neighbors and Jure Jenkins and Brian Thomas Jr. And then the tight ends complementing that. And when we have the group that you have at receiver this year, that's probably the way it should be. But in the future, yes, they want to be able to have one or two tight ends on the field. Already they often have one or two tight ends on the field. And, and they, those, in this game, they were able to come up with some catches in important moments but they weren't the featured players in the offense, which when you have that talented receiver, you got to feature those guys first. Now, uh, Wilson, I don't know. Uh, I, I think uh, Ole Miss is a fake top 10 team uh, because I look at uh, who they've beaten. I mean, you, you play your schedule, and I think you reward a team that's undefeated. I mean, they're 7-0 for the first time since 2014. And ironically, uh, 2014, that streak was snapped. And when they came to Tiger Stadium and the Tigers beat them, I don't know, uh, 10 to 7. What is that, a baseball score, high-scoring baseball game? Uh, but, uh, you know, look at 2014. But looking at Ole Miss and how they're structured, uh, look at it. Look, they punished the Auburn Tigers, not the Auburn Tigers as of old. Uh, they ran for 448 yards on the ground. The program's most in the SEC game since 1979. 
again, uh, I'm bringing this up, that I'm going to commit that, you know, if we lose to Ole Miss, and they, they ain't freaking gashing us with the run. If I'm the defensive coach, whatever, I'm going to make Jackson Dart beat us with the pass. Because when you look at how successful they want to run the football, like uh, you look, uh, they had 271 yards a game. That's third in the nation. Uh, they had top 15, 14 uh, total offense with 502 yards. But uh, don't you think first things first that, no, LSU will not win if Ole Miss can run against him and gash him? Listen, the lane train has kind of reshuffled itself. He was a <laughs> pass-happy coach. But you know what? I give him God With tremendous credit. He's played up to his talent level, and he's running the ball, and it really is the lane train. Because you hear the woo-woo in the background, they're running the football. Absolutely. It is interesting that last year you had Matt Corral, you had some good receivers, and they went pass-heavy. And then this year that he's playing to their strengths with Zach Evans uh, and then their other freshman running back. And then Jackson Dart, who hasn't necessarily proven himself as an elite passer yet, but can throw the football. I mean, he was one of those three players over 100 yards last week against yeah. Auburn. We're going to find out a lot about Ole Miss this weekend, though, against LSU going on the road. You know, LSU is in a top-25 team, you know, at this point. Um, that's, you know, they're 5-2, and two, and, and we'll find out if Ole Miss is for real or not because they, their one good win was over Kentucky. Uh, they eat that out at the very end, uh, and Kentucky knows Yeah, but Kentucky fumbled. So we'll uh, well, well, Wilson, Kentucky, exactly. Kentucky turned over the ball. Come on. That's yeah. why I say eat out. That's why yeah. I say, like, they, they will find out if, if, that, if this is a team that's for real or not because, like you said, it's kind of a little asterisk by it, and it's kind of their one quality win, but they don't have a lot of them. And so – We'll see if, what, if they're for real or not because at this point we just don't know. But they certainly can run the football, and LSU's going to have to be able to stop that and has to tackle a lot better um, in order to cut down on those chunk explosive plays. There's been 21 in the last uh, three games over 20 yards, and that's yeah. got to stop. Wilson Alexander covering LSU for the Advocate and Times Picayune. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Wilson. Thank you, Wilson. Thanks, have a good night. All right. All right, we'll step away and come back. Squeeze in a couple of your calls next year on Sports Talk on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 